You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Hello and welcome to the Money Nerds podcast, where owning a calculator, budgeting your money, and having a net worth is actually cool. I'm your host, Whitney Hansen, and each week I'll be chatting with inspiring people to learn their secrets to financial success. Now let's dive into the show. There's a lot of different strategies for paying off debt. And most of the time we hear snowball versus avalanche and all of that, but there's actually a lot more nuance to paying off debt than just the strategy that you pick. That's where personality comes into play. Yes, believe it or not, when you're paying off debt, your personality type matters a whole heck of a lot. So this episode, we're going to talk all about strategies for paying off debt that fit your personality type, and hopefully it gives you permission to see that there isn't a wrong or right way to pay off debt. The strategy that works is the one you stick with. So whatever you choose, just keep that in the back of your mind. And even if that means that you are kind of on a slow pace or you're really aggressive, again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. It just depends on what resonates most with you. So let's talk for a second about some good debt hygiene. So sometimes people get confused and they're like, well, there's good debt versus bad debt, right? And I mean, maybe it depends. I don't necessarily have like a super strong opinion on good debt. I think real estate debt tends to be good debt if you're able to make money off of that. But I think any debt that takes away your cash flow and really hurts your chances of investing more or putting it towards your future or just having a better life with money is not good debt. If it takes away your freedom, then it's probably not great for you. So regardless of what type of debt you have and how you view it, here's a few general tips to helping you pay off debt more quickly. First and foremost, if you can, and you are using credit cards and you carry credit card debt, stop using those cards. Adding more to the debt is not a solution. And I know for a lot of people, this is way easier said than done because when you are truly in a really bad financial place, and I've been there before, it's easy to rely on those credit cards to help you get through. And I completely understand. Again, I've been there. I've had some really, really dark days in my financial life as well. I think, thank God I didn't have credit cards. Otherwise, who knows? I probably would have had credit card debt. But ultimately, if you are facing any type of debt and you can stop using credit cards in general, at least while you're paying off the debt and getting on a healthy financial foundation. The next step to paying off debt in general is to get on a budget. You didn't think you were going to hear this podcast and not hear budgeting, right? Budgeting is the key foundation to your financial life. So let's break this down for a second. How do you create a budget? It's really, really simple. You can get sophisticated. You could use an app. You can use Google Sheets. You can use Excel. You can use a notebook. You can use a dry erase board. You can use your phone. Like You can use pretty much anything. But ultimately, the key to successful budgeting is to do something that has the least resistance for you to get started. That's why for the most part, I really like just grabbing a notebook and jotting down, here's the expenses I have remaining for the month. Here's the due dates of those. Here's when I get paid next and then start to create a plan from that. So I'm a big fan of budgeting per paycheck. I think this is 
in my head, it makes the most sense when I was paying off my debt. I remember being obsessively budgeting. I would like write down, here's how much money I have. Here's what bills I have to pay from this paycheck. Here's how I'm going to make it work. So I would take that and then I would rework it and do weekly budgets just so I could see now that these bills have cleared, here's how much money I have left. Here's what bills I need to do. You don't have to get that obsessive about it, but you do need to create some type of a budget that works. And for most people, that is a budget per paycheck. So let's break this down. What you're going to do is you're going to look at your take-home pay. Never budget with your gross income. I don't know why people do that. Sometimes they do, but that is not how much you are actually putting in your pocket. So you're going to write down your take-home pay. And then immediately after that, you're going to list out every single expense that you have. Every single expense. So what this does is this gives you a better idea of which bills need to be paid from which paycheck. So when you're looking at your budget, you've got maybe you get paid on the 1st and the 15th of each month. So what you would do is you would say, here's the paycheck amount that I'm going to receive on the 1st. Let's say it's $1,200, so $1,200. And then from there, I've got to pay my rent, which is $600. And then I have to pay utilities, which are due on the 5th, and that's going to be about $50. And then I have to buy some groceries, so that's going to be $150. i got to fill up gas in my car, another 50. Do You get the point, right? So you're just breaking down every single bill or expense that you have to pay from that specific paycheck. Now remember, you don't get paid again in this fictional example until the 15th. So that paycheck, your first paycheck on the first, has to cover expenses that are from the first of the month through the 15th of the month. So make sure you account for all of that stuff. And then you're going to subtract all of your expenses from your income, and hopefully you have some money left over. If you are negative, that means it's time to go snip snip and start to go through your budget and say, this no longer fits, I can't do this right now, I have to reduce my eating out budget. Um, you, you know, you just have to be creative with that. It can feel a little bit challenging. So I like to use the friend test. And <laughs> basically what this is, is if a friend comes to you and they say, yo, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do with my budget. It's not working. How do I get this under control? I need to reduce my spending. If you have a friend look at your budget, I promise you they are going to find like nine things that you could do differently. They're going to look at this and be like, why are you still paying for this cat box subscription that you don't need that? Why are you paying for a water cooler? Really? You can't just buy a water filter and keep it in your fridge. They are going to nitpick the heck out of you. And that's kind of what you want. So when you're looking at your budget, if you don't want a friend to look at your budget, which I mean, I don't blame you. I get that. I'm very personal with my finances too. But there's nothing wrong with having that lens of what would my friends tell me to get rid of. It's really, really important. And then after you have that budget created, the next step to successful budgeting is tracking your expenses. Same type of thing. You can do this in a notebook. You can do this on the back of an envelope. You can do this in your phone notes app. You can do it with your bank account, whatever the heck you do. As long as you're looking in at your finances and you're paying attention to how much you're spending on a weekly basis, that's the most important thing. So if you're trying to build up the habit, I recommend at least one time per week, spend no more than 15 minutes on this. It does not need to be like hours upon hours of shame and spiraling. <laughs> Spiral, that was a tough word for me. It doesn't need to be a difficult thing. All you need to do is make sure that you are spending 15 to 20 minutes a week just checking in with your finances. It can be that simple. Now, once we have your budget in place, Remember, you stopped using credit cards. We're working on paying off debt. Every single piece of extra income that you have is going to go towards one debt specifically. 
Now, I'm a big fan of focusing in on one debt at a time because that really helps you get momentum. Momentum is everything when it comes to your finances. So if you're focusing in on just one piece of debt, it's going to help you start to see progress. And that progress is very important. We'll talk about personality types, but it's important for pretty much everybody. And how do we get that extra income is often what people say. They look at their budget and they're like, cool, can't spend money on crap anymore. My life is officially over. Not true, my friend. Not true. That's where side hustles come into play. Side hustles are the best. I think they are so much fun. I think they are a great way for you to reach your financial goals way faster than you even thought possible. And it does require a little bit of work. So yes, you can't be you can't be sitting on your butt and wishing for extra money from home. Like that usually does not work. It's not the way it goes. That's why it's called a side hustle, you know? Okay, stepping off my soapbox for a second there, but a couple side hustles that I do personally love. I talk a ton about furniture flipping. There's even a dedicated podcast episode recently where I talked about exactly what you need to do to start furniture flipping. I think it's a great one because you can kind of do it on your own time. You don't have to fix up furniture. A lot of people think you do. Not the case. But it is important because it gives you that flexibility to be able to do this on your own time for the most part. And it's a pretty good profit. I personally love that one. Another one, if you just have a few extra hours and you're just trying to figure out how do I side hustle a little bit more. I recently talked about this on Instagram. I really have been testing Amazon Flex. This is something where I used to do it a little bit here and there through Tony's account because I was on a wait list for like 90 years. Okay, I'm exaggerating. I think it was at least two or three though. Crazy. I don't think that's normal, but that was my experience. So when I finally got approved, I was into furniture flipping and didn't really test it on my own. So I was just using Tony's account and doing it with him. So now I've been testing it myself and I'm a fan. I think it's a really great way to go. Here's what you could do. If you view it this way, and let's say you side hustle, you're doing Amazon Flex in the evenings. It's like usually two to four hour shifts, depending on which one you sign up for. But let's say you sign up for like a three hour shift delivering packages and it brings you in 54 bucks per shift. That's true for my area. I don't know if it is for yours. The closer it gets to the the package delivery time, the more money they pay you. So it's kind of sweet. But anyways, I'm getting off track. So you sign up for a shift and you schedule 50 bucks per day, Monday through Friday. That's all you're doing. You're only side hustling Monday through Friday. You take your weekends off, enjoy your coffee, your brunch, whatever the heck you want to do. When you're doing that, it brings in a lot of extra money. Let's put some numbers to this. Okay, so if you're doing this five days a week, 50 bucks per day, which you'll probably make more, but we're going on the low end, that's $250 per week. If we take that times it by 52 weeks in a year, it's like 13 grand extra. $13,000 is a ton of money. That is a huge chunk towards your financial goals, especially if you're trying to pay off debt. And if you're listening to this episode, you probably are. So think of which debts you could pay off with $13,000. It's a really, really great way to go. I'm all about side hustling because it helps you reach your goals just so much faster. So that's one that I recommend. I recommend DoorDash. I recommend Uber Eats. I think these ones are all great because it's on your own time. There's no commitment where you have to be there from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. and you have to show up for that shift. These are a lot more flexible because you're an independent contractor. So anyway, just food for thought. I really do enjoy side hustling. If I have to pick furniture flipping is my favorite, followed by probably Amazon Flex and Instacart. 
I just think those are really fun ones. So now you've got a little extra cash flow. You can start to make progress towards your debt. Let's talk about which debts might you tackle first. Now, this is where your personality comes into play. There are three different types of people that I come across when it comes to paying off debt. I have the math nerd, the this debt pisses me off person, very emotional, and the I have to see results person. Which one of those are you? Are you the math nerd that this pisses me off or got to see results? Which one resonates best with you? The reason why this is so important is because the strategy is different for each of these different personality types. If you are a math nerd, you are probably going to go for the debt avalanche. What the debt avalanche is, is when you're listing out all of your debts, you are going to list out the account. So if it's a capital one credit card, you're going to list that out. What's the interest rate? How much is the balance and how much is the minimum payment? It's always good to have that all in one place so you can see it. Now, when you're looking at the debt avalanche, what you are focusing on is the debt with the highest interest rate, because mathematically it's costing you the most, right? 18% interest debt is costing you more than a 2% interest debt for the most part. And so when it comes to avalanche, that's what you're doing. You're tackling the highest interest rate debt first, regardless of anything else. That's the debt you're focusing on. And you are going to love that because you're going to see how much money you're saving on interest every single year. And it's going to make you so freaking happy. Now, the next personality type is the this pisses me off person. Now, if that's you, if you resonate with that, there's always one debt for these people that you look at and you are like, I cannot stand this one. This Amex card is driving me crazy because it's a reminder that I was, I don't know, going through a really hard time and I was emotionally spending and traveling all over the world, but I actually couldn't afford it. Like that's the kind of debt that you want to pay off first. So similar thing, you're going to list out all of the different debts that you have, but then the debt you're prioritizing, you're putting every single extra penny you have, every side hustle dollar, all of that stuff is going towards the one that pisses you off the most. That is so impactful for so many people because that is such a good feeling to be able to cross that off the list and look at your finances and know that you did something great for yourself and not have that in the back of your mind of like, oh my God, I messed up here, here, and here. It is such a good feeling to be able to do that. So that's the debt strategy I would use if I was a this pisses me off person. Now, the next personality type that I see often is the gotta see results person. If this is you, and I know you're out there, The people that go to the gym every single day and never see results, that would drive them crazy. But if you're going to the gym every single day and you're starting to see some results, you're like, all right, I can do this. Same thing is true for our finances. If you are never seeing progress on your debt and that is very demotivating for you, then the strategy that you need to use if you have to see results is the debt snowball. Now, the debt snowball is really cool because that one, you do usually see some pretty fast results with it. What you're doing with this strategy is same thing, listing out all of your debts, listing out the interest rates, the minimum payments, and and how much it costs. So like, how much do you owe? What's the balance? And what you're doing on this one is you are focusing on the smallest balance debt first. So you might have 20 different types of debts and one of them has a $50 balance. Okay, that's the one you're going to tackle first. And then you're going to take that payment and you're going to roll it to the next one. That same strategy applies for all of these, the rolling it to the next one. But the debt snowball is tackling the smallest debt first. Super impactful. If you want to see some quick wins, that's the strategy to use. It's a really, really great way to go. 
So those are the three different strategies I would use based on personality type. Let's talk about the next thing, which is pacing when it comes to debt payoff. There's a lot of different ways to do this. I personally, again, this comes down to your personality type. I am one of those people that cannot drag things out even longer than it is because it drives me crazy. I seriously get so demotivated by that. If I have a debt that's like going to take me 20 years to pay off, I am not okay with that. That Again, this is me. This is just me. You might be totally different, but that is my personality type. So when I was paying off my $30,000 of student debt, what I had to do was a come to Jesus where I said, you know what, I'm not okay with having this debt around for five years. Yes, it would make my life right now a little bit easier to not have to really be working my butt off to get this debt paid off but I I will lose interest and I don't want that. So I had to put together a very aggressive plan of working two jobs, two basically full-time jobs. It was insane. And then living on my smaller income, which was my Neltec salary and putting all of my accounting income. I used to be an accountant, all of my accounting income towards my student debt. That to me made me super excited. I was very aggressive with that plan. I paid off my entire 30,000 in 10 months. Again, it worked for me. It does not work for everybody. I very much recognize that. So if you are the type of person where you maybe still want to live a little bit, you want to make progress towards your debt, but you don't want it to be, I guess, consuming your life from an emotional standpoint, which if you're very aggressive, it kind of does consume your life, if I'm being honest. If you want a little bit more of a balanced approach, then you can still view it as seasons. Like maybe you're in a season where in the summer you notice you spend more money. In the fall and winter, that's when you hunker down and you don't really do a lot of spending. Cool, make as much progress as you can towards that fall winter. And in the summer, allow yourself to have a little bit more fun. There's so many different ways to to do this, but ultimately you still have to get on that budget. You still should side hustle. I think everybody should have a side hustle, not just for the monetary stuff, but for the, the skills that you learn as well. I think it's really important. But all of that to say, when you're thinking through your pacing for how quickly do you wanna pay off debt, There's no right or wrong way to do this. It just depends on what works for your life. What I would caution you of doing is only paying the minimum payments on your debt and saying, okay, it's cool. I'm just going to keep it around forever. That I would not recommend because that cash flow could be back in your pocket or invested in building wealth instead of taking away wealth. So that's the big reason why I'm a big fan of just paying off debt and really focusing in on one debt at a time paying the minimum on all of your debts, any extra income you have, you put towards whichever debt you're focusing on, the smallest balance, the highest interest rate, the one that drives you crazy, whichever strategy you're using, that's the method I recommend and teach to my coaching clients. I I think it's the best way to go. I really do. More than anything, I hope this episode is one that you can revisit, you can go back to, and you can remind yourself that there is so many different ways to pay off debt. We've just touched on a few of these. These are the most common ways, but ultimately your debt payoff is unique to you because your situation is unique. Not everybody has the same life as you. So not every strategy is applicable to your life and that's okay. That's why it's so important to remember personal finance is all about the personal side. Yes, finance is very important. We should always actively be trying to pay off debt. It's a financially smart thing to do. But the strategy is where you get to put your own flair on it. You get to put in your personality. You get to set the pace. You get to do all that kind of stuff. Don't let anybody shame you into feeling like you're doing it the wrong way. The best way to pay off debt is to find the plan that you're going to stick with. That's the best strategy. 
All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, do me the biggest favor and leave a five-star review. It means so, so much to me. And if you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast or followed it, make sure you do that too, because that is really important in helping the podcast get in front of even more people. All right. That's it for today. I hope you're having a great Wednesday and I will see you on Friday for five tip Friday or next week for another episode of the money nerds podcast. Bye. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.